So the last time we talked, in previewing Saturday, I mean, you said there were three options for what was going to happen. You clearly slept on option four, which was apparently for you, get food poisoning and not watch anything. Yeah. Uh, no one was expecting that option. Literally started right after we recorded on Friday. Um, Saturday was rough. It was rough. I, I did... You know, I was very conscious for Peru, Denmark, and Croatia, Nigeria. Watched kind of both of those games. Very unconscious for the other ones. Very unconscious. Very sleeping for the other ones. Um, but you're back. You're here. Yeah, yeah. Fighting through it. It's a World Cup. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta watch, do. Watch them all today. That's good. Feeling better. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Yeah. I hope that you're back healthy because the boys debut tomorrow and you don't want to miss that. No. You can almost feel... The England-Belgium as World Cup favorite sentiment starting to rise. A lot of favorites struggling. Those two teams, some opposition tomorrow that they may be able to handle easily. Can you see your Belgium should be World Cup favorites headlines after their 5-1 win over Panama tomorrow? Yeah, I've already saw people on Twitter predicting that we're going to overhype Belgium and England because of how bad everyone else has played. Look, you could overhype them all you want. You're just sleeping on Panama you know <laughs> that's true don't sleep on the boys yeah, this is if anything this is looking good for Panama to keep the trend going yeah that's, a, yeah that's the way to think about it yeah. that's the way to think about it I like that uh, before we get into any of the football I mean, we've got an after dark story from the World Cup this is wild this is great big fan of this as reported in Global Sports the big Brazilian news site and I'm sure reported other places as well South Korea's manager has come out and said that in their pre-World Cup friendlies and in all of their training sessions before he had to send a final numbered list to FIFA he was changing the numbers of his players so that any potential Swedish spies and scouts both of those were reportedly present at South Korean trainings and you know just everything so that they wouldn't know who's who. Uh, he's quoted as saying, the reason that I changed was not because, was because I didn't want to show anything to our adversary. I know that for Europeans, it is difficult to distinguish Asians. For this reason, I didn't reveal the numbers from the start. He's thinking. I mean, he's played some 4D level chess here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how I can get on that level of just incredible managing i don't so apparently there was a spy who revealed himself yeah yeah so <laughs> apparently Croatia. Uh, i'm sorry south korea and senegal played a behind closed doors world cup friendly a spy got into that also ahead of one of their trainings a spy just randomly walked up to a house next to it and knocked and was like hey can i come in and then through the house was able to see the training so sweden are going all out to scout the south koreans and south korea is apparently countering yeah i mean what type of spy are you if you're getting caught? So he's he's not even getting caught. He's just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah I was I there. guess he's not really spying. I, he's just there. He's just like, what if I World, just... World Cup subterfuge is just all part of the glory, right? Yeah, but... Are the numbers the number changing really working? I don't know. According I, to the South Korean manager, Europeans can't distinguish Asian people. That's a subject that, frankly, well, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, I, we're not going to... Answer that. I feel like though, like the people who are lining up in the same positions, like oh, that's Son Hyung Min. Like I feel like I could pick him out. The numbers not gonna, no, <laughs> the numbers not gonna keep him from being. We'll see tomorrow morning. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll see if Sweden comes out and they just look confused. Wait, who are you playing? Yeah. Well, no. Could be the numbers. Um. All right. 
into the actual games that we saw, my oh my, we've seen a lot of football in the past two days. Mm. We're not going to go game by game because there's some games that don't deserve that. Staring at you, Croatia, Nigeria, which was the perfect subdued ending to a big day <coughs> on Saturday. <clears throat> um, Amit, what did surpri- what surprised you most from Saturday? Uh, <clears throat> I want to say Argentina, Iceland, but... You know, I could I understand Iceland getting that draw. You've been I, talking to me. Yeah, it was I, surprising. I looked at the the box score, and I was very surprised that Australia equalized this, and for like ten minutes, or it could have been one one that Australia could have gotten a result. For the most part, I thought Australia played really well against France. Yeah. They were not necessarily undone by technology, but technology played a big factor in them losing this match. The first penalty for France called because of VAR. Then goal line technology comes into play on, I believe it was Pogba's deflected strike that went off the crossbar and in. France maybe didn't deserve to win that match. Australia, just like they did in 2014, showed well but lost. It's what they did that whole World Cup in Brazil, and they're kind of along that path so far. So a good performance from them. France... Um, another team yeah, among the favorites I, leaving a lot to desire, but they got three points, and some of the other favorites can't say that. Yeah, I think I was just the most surprised at their performance. They didn't really play that well, at least from what I'm hearing. They did not. But they they won, so Argentina right. didn't win, Germany didn't win. Brazil didn't Brazil win, didn't Spain win. didn't win. Yeah, yeah. so... You, you take know. the three points as you can get it. Peru, oh, man. It was heartbreaking. That was a tough one for the Peruvians. Christian Cueva sends... Uh, the penalty over the crossbar, and then from that point, it was just like, uh-oh, this may go poorly. And they were the better side throughout the game. They were all over Denmark. They created chances. Schmeichel made some really big saves. Paulo Guerrero, who didn't start, had a backheel chance that would have been mind-numbingly fun. But Denmark walks away 1-0 winners, and now Peru has to stand at, stare at a match against France, and that gets scary. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Peru played their hearts out. They competed so hard and like you said they really put siege on the Denmark goal for 90 minutes but I think they were just too open the goal they conceded Christian Eriksen had 40 yards of space to run into and that's that's going to get you cooked every time you like a Spurs legend show yeah up the I like Cup, a Spurs you? legend just coming to play yeah you know only had one assist one out win good enough to be good but not good enough to get sold to Barca that's good. <laughs> You're trying to have him walk that yeah, line? Yeah, you don't want to play you don't want to play too well. Don't want to play too well. Harry Kane having to walk that line too. Nah, he just he just renegotiated a deal for eight years. Mm-hmm. So he's good. He's good. Right. He can go score hat trick. Okay. Alright. Um Yeah, it was sad for Peru. I, they thought they had many chances. I thought Casper Schmeichel was man of the match. He was great. Yeah, absolutely. Unquestionably for me. The atmospheres at this World Cup, speaking of Peru, have been really impressive for me. I think there was some tepidation coming in, but the atmosphere for Peru-Denmark was fabulous. The atmosphere for Germany-Mexico today was yeah, wonderful. Yeah, that one was, was special. Yeah. You could hear the Mexico fans coming through the the TV stream. It was a lot of fun. Mexico yeah. Mexico really should have. I, I, they've been the most impressive fan base so far. Yes, we will get to that in a minute. Do you have anything you want to say about Croatia-Nigeria? My boys, man. I was high on this Nigeria team. Yeah, you were high on this Not team. Not as high as them on them You realize they're just... Not very not good. Not very good. No. Uh, Stoke, future Stoke City legend Atebo with the unfortunate own goal to get things started. So he's going to fit right in. So happy about that for our championship quest next year. Yeah, Nigeria just didn't offer much. I didn't think Croatia were very good. No, Croatia were like boring. They just cross. They have Modric and Rakitic, but they're playing like a 4-2-4. Yeah. 
you know, we're not going to talk too much tactics. They're like, we don't need to play it through the field. Yeah. We'll just send a bunch of crosses. There was no shot on target in this match in, like, the first hour because the own goal obviously doesn't count as a shot on target. It was not great. It was a... No, I mean, Modric and Rakitic played well. Modric is so fun to watch. But outside of him, like... Croatia was real boring. Croatia-Argentina is very intriguing, though, because, yeah, because Argentina are now back sides, up against it. Yeah, both of those sides can play with the ball, and both those sides are going to have to play without the ball. And I just, I'm not sold in either of them yet. So, and like you said, Argentina is against it. The, the draw to Iceland was well done to Iceland. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. did what everybody thought that they were going to do at this World Cup what Argentina thought that they were going to do, except then Argentina was like, but what if we played two defensive midfielders instead? You're never going to guess this, but that did not go very well for them. I thought Argentina were better when they brought on Pavone. Aguero is a clear and obvious upgrade over Higuain at this point in an Argentina shirt, but they did not impress me, and the defense left me wanting, and that was not called into question very often against Iceland, but I think it will be against Croatia and could be against Nigeria. So this was not a good result for Argentina, and they headed into that match against Croatia <coughs> with a whole lot of pressure on. Yeah, they that's a big match because Croatia's got momentum too, and they have, no one's got to be happy. Messi obviously missed the penalty. Yeah, it happens. It was not a great penalty. No, he, he put it... It wasn't the, a terrible penalty. He, he put it at a, at a location he, he, that allowed it to so, be saved. So yeah, you, when you take a penalty, you either have to put it high or on the ground. You can't put it like a meter to two meters off the ground. That's the save range. Yeah. And he did that. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. win for Iceland, though. Yeah, we'll they've, gotta feel, Iceland, they've sure. got to feel confident. They're going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to see what they can do with it. Yeah. Like, it's gonna, not going to change. You know what they're going to do. They're compact at the back. They're going to sit in two banks of four. They'll try to break out. They've got big guys. They bring on Gunnarsson for the long throws. What more do you want from them? No, yeah, I. They could do something. I don't think they can still get out because they still got to get two more results, and it feels like they used up their their Viking magic. Yeah, this, but but like it's all I, that matters. You can absolutely see them beating Nigeria. Yeah, right? Nigeria is definitely leaving space on the counter attack. Nigeria so doesn't like playing to, with the ball. That puts them to four points, <clears throat> and then I don't know. Yeah, maybe they, they can beat get they beat Croatia in World Cup qualifying. They could certainly do it. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm I'm not sold yet. Okay. I think Argentina just kind of still made, think, made a mess of themselves. But you still think Argentina get out of Group C? Yeah. Is that the group? No, they're Group D. Sorry, I get yeah. my letters mixed up. I you think, still think they get I'm out of Group D? I'm still trusting Messi. Okay. He's got to right. do something. You would hope at yeah. some point. It'd be bad if he didn't. It would not be great for him. Messi or Ronaldo? Ugh, stop. Come on, guys. That's not what the World Cup's all about. I don't care. Let's stop with that it's a bad opinion. Take. Let's stop with the USA should have been at the world. I am tired of seeing that opinion. I do not need to see that anymore. You didn't beat Trinidad and Tobago. You didn't draw Trinidad and Tobago. Stay home. Watch on the TV. Fine. I, I need to stop with these opinions. Should U.S. fans root for Mexico? I don't care. Oh, that's my favorite one. Root for them if you want to. The don't takes are so hot on both sides. Landed man, latest star of the park, sold himself Wait, out. Uh, an after dark favorite. Yeah, for those true. who have been with us, yeah. it's our sports host after dark days. You have to like. We love Landed Donovan. Sure. Look, I don't want. I've rooted for Mexico today. That's great. We'll talk to them. We'll talk about that. And I don't care who you root for, but all I gotta say, like I respect the stars who have come out and said you shouldn't. Because I thought about that. It'd be like, it'd be really like, can you imagine rooting for your rival in something? 
I mean, like, no. No, no, no. But this is not about, like, that. It's more about geographic proximity and, like, just enjoying it, right? But I see where the, the U.S. stars who have come out and been like, I can't imagine this. This is my rival. Why could we ever root for your rival? And I'm like, yeah. Could I ever root for, like, the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl? No. No, sure. never, never. That's, and that's fine. Yeah. Root for also, Mexico if you want. Don't yeah. root for Mexico if you don't want. I don't care. I'm done with this conversation. I'm so sick and tired of All seeing it. All I'm saying is, Wells Fargo and Landon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's getting money. I don't like, I don't like that. He's getting paid. I'm not yeah. going to blame somebody for I, getting paid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. I, Wells Fargo, if you want me to root for somebody and you're going to pay me to do it, I'll do it. I don't mind. I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm sick and tired of all of the excess discussion here. Like, we've got a World Cup going on. Let's focus on that. No, but we, that's that's all of it. It's all of I, it. I know, I know. I, I'm tempted to keep People a list. People gotta fire the takes I'm off. tempted to just keep a list of all of the things we were forced to talk about during this World Cup because that's what people decided they wanted to talk about. No, let's focus on the fun stuff. Let's stop. I don't care. What did Frank Isola say? Frank Isola, noted American sports writer, said, this U.S. team drew Mexico 1-1 a year ago at Mexico in a World Cup qualifier. Yeah, sure they did, Frank. You know what they did nine months ago? They didn't beat Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, well, let's give U.S. some credit. Brad Guzan was stop, in goal. Stop, stop, You know Brad Guzan wasn't walking out of the Azteca with anything but a point. The, man's, the man's good at one thing, and it's getting points at the Azteca. Great. All right. Fine. Stop talking about the United States. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it. All right, so you were back today. Yeah, watched all three. Serbia, Costa Rica, like, fine. Yeah, I mean, this game was a game. Uh, Costa Rica, as you said, looked just, they didn't want the ball. They had the ball, and they were like, we don't really know what to do with it. Just no good attacking players. I mean, Urania is good at what he does. Yeah. But so they subbed on Joel Campbell, who... Oh, Joel Campbell. Yikes. Joel Campbell did not look very good today. No, they subbed on Christian Bolaños late, who I think is one of their better players, and they didn't really use him. I just... This match, it, I didn't leave this with the impression that, oh, Serbia really deserved that. Kolarov hit a really good free kick. If you take that away, this thing probably finishes yeah, the I, I really enjoyed that Kolarov did that because he's really in international soccer to do one thing. He's a really good crosser and a really good dead ball striker. Boom. He got one free kick, 30 yeah. yards out, boom. Yeah, Serbia, I, I don't think they necessarily deserved it. I thought they were a little they bit were better. The, sure. They had some chances. Alexander Mitrovic, your boy. <laughs> Mitrovic had some chances that he did not finish very well. No, he really missed. Like, Took some three. dives for some penalties. Not great. Sergei Milinkovic, Savage, the man that everybody wanted to see. I thought he played well. Yeah, he's an imposing presence. Yeah. Serbia's strategy is pretty boring. Not boring. It's kind of annoying. They just send it out wide and cross it into their two big strikers. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Not really. <laughs> but they hit a free kick. Milink- Milinkovic, Savage is a big target. I get it. I, you know, Serbia's got to feel good. A draw on the other side of the group. You know, they're yeah. leading. So. Right, they're in good shape. Costa Rica, we'll get into this in a second. They, they do worry me a little bit. Germany-Mexico, though. What a match. This was Just electric. a round of this applause is, for this. This is why we, we come to the World Cup and watch and everything, and you want, you know, just a really passionate nation playing a big soccer power and getting the job done. This and, was so much look, fun. I respect Iceland for what they did against Argentina. <coughs> they did what they had to do for the result. But I respect Mexico, too, because they came out to Germany and they swung. And they said, we're going to go toe-to-toe with you. And that's what Juan Carlos Osorio for months said that Mexico was going to do against Germany. 
and they did it right from the off. They kept numbers back so that they could counter and counter in numbered. I didn't think they were actually very good on the counter today. Yeah, so they had so many opportunities to counter. Yes, like they had so many three they on had twos. so much three space. On threes. And basically, they just their decision-making in the final third was poor. Yeah. Miguel Layun messed some. Chicharito missed some passes. Lozano held up on a few. They got one, and it worked. Yes. And I just saw this quote. Uh, Mats Hummels pretty much just called out Yogi Lowe. He said, when you have a side that has seven or eight attacking players, there's no balance, and it's just on me and Boateng to save the day the whole time. A very parsing. It wasn't exact, but that's sure. pretty much what he said. Um, that's not good when your players are saying that. And I get Germany probably thought we can just put all of our best attackers on the side, go attack this Mexico team, but way too much pace for Mexico. They were super dangerous. And Are I you worried about Germany? Mm. I'm worried for them in the later stages that teams are going to see that. I think okay. maybe it'll help them fix their problems, play yeah. a more balanced side. But I think that, you know, you get to a quarterfinal game against a team like England if you could somehow finish top in this group. Or even you finish second and Brazil finishes first, you've got to play them in a round of 16. Their defense has some issues. I yeah. thought I think Kimmich is a very good attacking defensive outside back. But he, he left a lot of space behind. That's mm. the space that they were attacking. Um, their left back, I don't even remember his name. Plattenhart. Plattenhart. He's yeah. the guy they were all worried about. Everyone said, oh, we don't, I mean, just compared to their whole side, he has the least experience. They were all worried about him, and he was fine. But they they couldn't score. They, they lacked ideas. Uh, and they their, their defense was abysmal. And if Mexico was better, they could have put up two or three. Yeah. The margin of error now for Germany is smaller, I think. But I don't know that Sweden or South Korea really scares me. Um, I don't think either of those sides have the defensive fortitude to uh, to stop yeah, Germany. Right. Germany also, to their credit, had some they bad luck. Well. Yeah. yeah. Memo Ochoa made some great saves. Yeah. And they just, you know, there's a lot of last-ditch clearances by Mexico. But this was a deserved win for Mexico. Yeah, they thought they were better. They They defended their heart out, and they ran more, and they... Had the better tactics, yeah. I think. I would like to point out, and I just want this to be on the record, that this 100% ends with Mexico dropping points to either South Korea or Sweden and still not winning this group. You want that? I mean, yeah. yeah you don't want to Brazil, see, Germany would kill me. You don't want to see that in the round of 16. That Austin's blood pressure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my blood pressure today was, was rising during that second <laughs> half. I don't want Brazil, Germany. That might kill me. But I still think that's what's going to happen because that's what Mexico does. Nil yeah, nil against oh, no, no. I he, you you think they like Juan Carlos Osorio now? Yeah, just wait. That's you want some peak Juan Carlos Osorio? Just wait until he drops some points against South Korea. Yeah, Mexico plays significantly better than South Korea, but just can't finish. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm very impressed by Mexico today, but we'll see if they can do it again against the teams that they're supposed to do it against because that has traditionally been their issue in tournaments like this. Yeah. All right, let, go ahead. Sorry. Recommend if you if you didn't watch today's game on Telemundo, watch it on Telemundo. Yeah, if you're in the just states, just a fun time. U.S. Uh, U.S. I don't know where I was going with that. Mexico games in Spanish, very fun. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, last one today: Brazil, Switzerland. For 20 minutes, Brazil looked great. They were all over them, pressing hard. Their press looked really good. Coutinho even got a distance shot to go yeah, in. Man, that doesn't happen he, every day. That's what he does. That's what he does. Just straight out of those Liverpool days. Next 20 minutes, I thought they were fine. They didn't do anything. Yeah, Switzerland decided to 
keep the ball to get themselves back into it. Which is fine. But Brazil's press was so good that they just had the ball in their back area. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we have the ball. And Brazil was like, great, you have it. <laughs> Nothing happened. It was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and then early on in the second half, Switzerland gets a corner. A little bit of a push-off. VAR, where are you at? And it's probably not a foul, but it could have been a foul. Boom, 1-1. And then Brazil couldn't break Switzerland down from there. Even though I felt like they created a lot. Firmino had a couple of chances late that didn't have anything. They had a free kick right at the end. That was dangerous. That summer, the Swiss goalkeeper made a really good save on. This was more frustrating than worrying for me. Am I fair? Am I biased in that? Yeah, I think it's fair to say. I think if you look at the way the other big teams played, you still have to feel good about Brazil. They they still looked compact defensively. Obviously, conceding is tough. But it was an individual error yeah. that the concession came. Like, Miranda just has to be better on that. It was a man-marking situation. He just got beat 1-1. Yeah, you can't do that on corner kicks. No. Um, I, I thought they, they still looked cohesive in attack. They still know what they're trying to do. They didn't give up do. a single dangerous chance beyond the goal. Yeah. I, I think you feel fine about them. Obviously, you don't want to drop points anywhere, and I think the opening match doesn't set a great tone. No. But they still have to feel fine. I think people that should feel the worst is probably Argentina, just yeah, because. Yeah, I told you that coming in. Yeah, France, even though they won, should feel... Just France proves intriguing to me because yeah. Peru showed that they can come out and play, and that could be yeah. worrisome for France. Yeah, but it also could be good for France to have a lot of space. Right. Yeah, that match will open up. Fr- I don't think you want to give yep. France space. Spain, we talked about this. I feel good that they scored three goals, and they kind of just got undone by... Ronaldo doing peak two, Ronaldo things. Like two individual mistakes and Ronaldo doing a Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, Germany, oh, they should probably be... They should probably be the most worried. I, I take that. You back. think so? Not sorry. The second most worried. Argentina should be yeah, more worried. Well, I, I yeah, think. I mean, come on, the red flags were with Argentina yeah. for eighteen. I think Germany should be worried just because there's clear there's clear squad imbalance there, mm-hmm. and they have not figured it out. And it should be fine in the next few games. I will probably not worry about it, but. The group stage doesn't worry you, but you have the biggest questions about them in the latter stages of the tournament. Yeah, I just didn't like I didn't like their approach to this game. Mm-hmm. I didn't like their approach. Yeah, Brazil I think is fine. They're right in the middle, and the rest of the group is nice for them. But you you're a little worried about Costa Rica. I am. Um, Costa Rica is the profile of teams that have frustrated Brazil, not necessarily with Cheech, but over the past you know four to six years, just in the fact that they will sit back and defend and not give Brazil any space. Brazil will start to get frustrated. Cochino starts ripping shots from 30 yards out that end up in row Z. Uh, Neymar gets frustrated. Neymar gets kicked a lot. He got kicked a ton today. He got kicked a lot. I today. thought the official was slow on yellow cards today. Um, I thought persistent infringement should have been brought in to this match a lot sooner than it was. And that was frustrating <coughs> from a Brazilian perspective. Again, I'm biased. Um, but so with Neymar, Costa Rica really worries me. More yeah. so, I think, well, the thing Serbia is, though, does. Costa Rica, I just don't see them scoring on Brazil. No. But, but I think it's a type of game where Brazil could get very frustrated. Yes, and that's not a Brazil that I want to see. And also, Brazil starting off the World Cup with back-to-back draws, not good. Not no, good not at good all. For the then the red flags go off. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be half the game where they're going to have to labor really, really hard for their goal. But if they get it, they'll be fine. Right, exactly. Or it's also a game that if Brazil scores in the first 20 minutes, they could put a bundle past them. I'm, It just worries me. 
and I'm more worried about that than I was coming into the Switzerland game and that I am leaving the Switzerland game. But Costa Rica scares me. So Yeah, I think Costa Rica also just that loss is a, is a gut punch to their chances of advancing. Yeah. I mean, they have it all to play for against Brazil, but like... Right, you dig out a point against Brazil, then you... I can... just feel like Serbia and Switzerland are both also better than them and they lost yep. one of them, so... Sheridan Shakiri for Switzerland worked a lot harder today than he did at any point for Stoke City this year, I'll tell you that much. You're telling me that playing for Stoke didn't really bring out his best? It did not bring out his best. In fact, I can think of one moment of his best in the last six months, and that was the free kick that I convinced myself was going to keep us up against... Who was that against? Huddersfield? No, maybe. No, who was the team? Oh, Palace. It was against Palace. We were at home, buried it, all Stoke City are standing up, and then we we lost that match, and and then we went down. Yeah, I was right. Um, yeah, he worked a lot harder today. Than yeah, he we're did talking about club narratives. Just getting into tomorrow a bit, maybe ahead of schedule. Real excited for Toby Alderweireld. It's Spurs Day tomorrow. Play. It's Spurs Day. England and Belgium. When England play Belgium, I'm gonna be really hyped to see what Toby right. does because Toby wants out of Tottenham. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. He's got a lot of Tottenham players he's played against. Could seal his exit. Yeah, it's a few unceremonious tackles. Yeah, yeah. Is he playing for his value tomorrow with Belgium? No, I think he's still very... I mean, if he plays terribly, people will be like, oh, I don't want to mm. buy him because he's on the wrong side of 30. But if he just plays normally, someone's going to pay like 20, 30 million yeah. for him. Yeah, do you want Kevin Vimmer back by any chance? No, no, no. <laughs> so my favorite thing about Tottenham is like when we... <laughs> Kevin Vimmer came to Stoke and then just disappeared after like six weeks. Yeah. And now he's gone. When we sold Gareth Bale, we bought like eight or ten players in the next two years with mm-hmm. that money. And none of them are good, except for, like, Eric Lamella, who still is, like, weird. And also like, was hurt for yeah, a long time. Like, you go find, like, all those players. They're all, like, doing weird things across Europe. All right. While, Kevin Vimmer is one of them. While I start the next segment, I want you to find that list. And I want yeah. to go through one by one these My players <laughs> that were purchased with yeah. the, the Gareth okay. Bale money. Okay. Um, all right. So we talked about who we were most worried about among the favorites. I mean, I think you're most worried about Saudi Arabia of any team because they might go home with double-digit goals conceded. Again, as we said uh, on our first podcast post the start of this, Panama's feeling good. Yeah. Because Saudi Arabia right now has a stranglehold on 32nd best Yeah, and and that's what Panama's (laughs) pumping their fists for. Um, Who are you most impressed with? And I'll start on this one while you look up that Spurs purchase list. Mexico really impressed me. But again, there's questions for me on them against lesser opposition. But the way that they approached that match, I thought, was fantastic. But you look at the results that we've seen so far, and I don't know if there's any one team that it was just like they went out and did what they were supposed to do. We haven't had a big kind of, I don't know, that is what it was going to be result. Russia, I think, was surprising, but again, opponent... Uruguay weren't convincing. Portugal-Spain was a great match. Iran won. You know, I don't know that there was any result here that really blows you away as far as impressing me. And that has me excited for the rest of this World Cup from a neutral perspective and also a bit concerned from a Brazilian perspective because I thought that Brazil was going to be the team to have that result today. And also, as we open with the show has us very excited for tomorrow because you know England and Belgium are going to step right up into that narrative. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, none of the power. I think Mexico impressed me the most. I think Mexico's performance was m- the the performance that was maybe the highest 
above expectations than anything else. Portugal, I think you can throw in there as well. Yeah. Those were the two Ronaldo. that I think were the highest above. Right, yeah. just right. <clears throat> Okay, so there's two years of it. There's 13-14 and 14-15. All right. 13-14, Eric Lamella, still right. there. Jury's out. The worst one, Roberto Soldado. Oh, yeah, Soldado. What's he up to these days? <laughs> Not playing for Spurs. No, I, I have no idea. Um, so there's... F- Paulinho, who's currently actually good, having a great career. But did not do well at Spurs. Did not do well at Spurs. Roberto Soldado's at Fenerbahce in Turkey. Good for them. Yep. Um, Christian Eriksen, okay. That was All a right. good one. Good purchase. Good Check person. mark. These, the next three are where things went bad. Yep. Etienne Capu. Okay. <laughs> for those who don't know, he was like the next Musa Dembele and proceeded to not know how to keep the ball. <laughs> Vlad Kirikez who was the best player to come out of Romania at some time, <laughs> and the first player to go back to Romania. <laughs> I remember watching, like, grainy film of his Champions League <laughs> knockout rounds with Stoya Bucharest. Yeah. Uh, Nasser Chadli. How, how long did that Romanian guy stay at Spurs? <laughs> how many appearances did he make? Um, he stayed for two years. He got sold to Napoli. I don't know. I mean, he, he did not. He, he he like he was a Europa League fixture rotation guy. Nice, great. <coughs> Nasser Chadley. Yeah, who? West Brom legend. Nice. Uh, Nasser Chadley was actually fine, but he was never that good. Okay, the next year, this three-year stretch of players we brought in is garbage. Okay, so there's Dele Ali, fine. Yep. Ben Davis, who still was on the team, but I don't like at all. Okay. Then it was Federico Fazio. Nice. Who is a really skinny Spanish center back who just going to tell you, like, you can't have skinny center backs in the Premier League. Doesn't right. work. Okay. Um, this dude called Benjamin Stambouli, who was the, like, young version of Christian Eriksen. Um, he's French, and he was really bad. <laughs> he was, like, he played the Europa League and, like, just missed the ball. He, like, couldn't score. He, like, couldn't hit the ball. So all of these guys, it sounds like, were Thursday Europa League legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Michael, v- Michelle Vorm, yep. who is the peak Europa League. He's the <laughs> cup keeper. Uh, Eric Dyer, who actually was a smart buy. Okay. I, I like that. Um, and then the, the crown jewel, DeAndre Yedlin. Yes. Who made one appearance in a Spurs shirt. American hype man. I was like, oh, this dude's fast. He's like, how that was was that that was on the back end of the 2014 World Cup, right? Yeah, that yeah. They purchased it right from after Seattle the Sounders. World Cup. They bought it from the Sounders. Um, One Spurs parents. Yep. Nice. Good yeah. job, DeAndre. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year, sorry, this was actually three years after, but this was we bought Hyungman Song goodbye, Toby Alderweireld goodbye, Kieran, Kieran Trippier bad bye, I think, but he's still with us. But the other two signings were Clinton and Jai, who was 15 million euros and was literally not even a guy who started the Europa League. Oh, you no. subbed him on in the 70th minute of the Europa League to try to get a result. Oh, no. And Kevin Wimmer, who we bought for 6 million euros. And then sold to Stoke, who then moved him on. Um, yeah, DeAndre Yedlin made one appearance for Tottenham. Can you name who it came against? Was it a league match? It was a league match. It was a Premier League match. He played 11 minutes for Tottenham. Was it against Man U? It was not against Manchester United. He came off the bench 
in a 1-0 loss to Aston Villa in 2015. He what replaced... <coughs> oh, he replaced the Romanian guy. <coughs> Vlad Kirikas? Yeah. Wow. Soldado also came on in that match. Um, good times. All right. Well, now we've made our, our venture down the Spurs rabbit hole. Mm. Let's preview very quickly what we've got coming up tomorrow. Sweden, South Korea. If ever there was a match to sleep in for, it's probably this one, right? Yeah, uh, I'm obviously I like South Korea because I like uh, Sun Hyung Min. Right. Also because you're in- incredibly invested in Sun Hyung Min yeah. not having to serve military time with South Korea. Yeah, he's got to he's got to get a medal somewhere. But that being said, the rest of the South Korea team not that interesting, and Sweden, uh, literally, I think the most boring team at the tournament, and it's not close. Um, uh, this is this is what you need to know about Sweden. <laughs> On Fox, they were previewing this match in the middle of the game, and they're like, "Ah, yeah, sweet <laughs> MLS and Seattle Sounders, Gustav Svensson, Sweden." First of all, he's not the it's not his Sweden team. He's not oh. the best player in Sweden. Whose Sweden team is it though? I don't know. Uh, Sebastian Larson, Emil Forsberg. Forsberg is their best player. Mm-hmm. Okay, second of all. No one has ever said, oh, the Seattle Sounders. I know who plays for them. Gustav Svensson. The Venn diagram of people who A, know who Gustav Svensson is, but also B, were not planning on watching this match is incredibly tiny. And so yeah. promoting it as Gustav Svensson yeah. Sweden, yeah. you convince nobody to watch the match. Yeah, like there's like there's like ten MLS fans watching that were like, oh. You're telling me Gustav Svensson's playing tomorrow at 7 a.m. I wasn't going to watch, but now I have to. Now <laughs> I know that Gustav Svensson plays for Sweden. Stop. Both of these sides are boring. Someone's got to do something. I hope we get an open match. Like, I hope it's... Yeah, there's, there's goals, two ways yeah. that bad matches go. They either go fun bad, <coughs> open match with goals, or they go where I'm worried that this one goes and they're bad bad, yeah. where we either get a nil-nil or a one-nil with a junk goal. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm yeah. going to wake up and I'm going to watch it, but I'm worried. Because my sleep schedule has now changed to where I can do this, I'm worried. Yeah, might regret it. Might, might regret, regret it. it, yeah. This is definitely a match that about half an hour in, I will say to myself, why did I do this? Mm. But we got fun after that. Yeah. Because you know who's making their World Cup debut for the first time ever? The boys. It's the boys. The boys. Belgium coming in. They think they're just going to run at fat old Roman Torres back there. Roman's got another thing coming. Over, under... 15 minutes first yellow card for the boys. Under. Mm. Aiden Hazard, I would put some extra tape on your ankles. <laughs> Lukaku. Probably just put some t- just, just wrap your head. <laughs> just wrap your head. Sure. Uh, the question <laughs> is mainly going to be, will Panama be good enough to foul? Because they're either yeah, going to be... They might be they're so, so out of it that they're, they're so s- bad that they just miss their tackles. Right, and that you dumb. don't even foul. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to be interested to see if Panama, like, could they, they could, there's there's a few ways this game could go. There's one that they could be locked in and be very frustrating and still, like, lose right. a tight game or somehow, somehow work a result. And the other scenario is they're just a step off, clearly hungover from everything that's been happening. Belgium puts four past them. Very quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, Zambian referee for this one. So we've got an unknown. So we could I, be I part of this. I'll do some quick research while you talk about England Tunisia. So <laughs> Tunisia is a team we actually don't know about. No. Um, we did listen. Look, I did listen. Look, let me say this before you say that. Yeah. On this podcast, when we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. 
Yeah, we don't know about Tunisia. The guy who was on the World Football Index podcast, I'm sorry I'm forgetting your name, he knew a lot about Tunisia, and he said that uh, they like to play the ball. They're actually good. They're very com- they're very uh, cohesive. They have Could they have be a, a surprise. Could be a surprise. <clears throat> but England, I think, is actually in the mindset to be really benefiting from what's been going on at this tournament. All the bigger teams have kind of lost their way. And England... I think this is one of the very few times in their history where their fans are not a, perceiving them as a big team. They're perceiving them as a young, hungry team. I think it's going to help England a lot. I think they change their formation. They're going to run and have a good time. I'm expecting two or three goals from England. But then again, it's England. We could see them totally make a mess of it. Harry Kane could be blasting all of his shots into row Z. Who knows? Cannot find a lot of information on Z- on Janie's Zikaza. Boy, wow, that's a tough name to say. I'm not going to try to say it. Cannot find a lot of information on our Zambian official tomorrow for Belgium Panama. So who knows? How do I find this? I don't want to try to say it. Go here. I'll text you. Just show me. Just show me. Just turn your screen around. Uh, that's probably that's probably better. Making great radio here. Ah, oh, Janie Sikazwe. <laughs> <laughs> that's tougher than it thinks, though. It's tougher than it looks. I'm excited for tomorrow. I thought you were going to try to have me say the stadium in the, the match below. Nizhny oh. Novgorod? Nizhny Novgorod? Is that you saying? <laughs> Nizhny Novgorod? Yeah. yeah, we're yeah working okay. All right, you got anything else for this show? We have gone badly off the rails here down the stretch. Oh. Tottenham Hotspur transfer Hotspur talk, baby. Spy, spies in the Name stadium. another World Cup podcast where you got 2013 to 15 Tottenham Hotspur transfer talk. Doesn't exist. No. Doing it for the fans. It, it's been great so far. Um, it has been I a just, very good I've really cup. loved the... it. Like, not every team has been good, but the soccer has been, for the most part, entertaining. Yes. And, I think and, Croatia, Nigeria, yeah. and Costa Rica, Serbia were the only matches that were below expectations. And but they, those still, were they, still had, they still had moments, right. so it's been good. And we've had some already iconic moments. Spain, Portugal... Germany, Mexico, you could say Argentina, Iceland, big result. It's It's been a lot of fun. Two thumbs up to the World Cup so far. Keep yeah. it up. Yeah. Keep it up. All right, boys. Big day for the boys tomorrow. Panama Fan Podcast. Yeah. We'll be locked in. Yeah. We may record tomorrow if Panama does if Panama, something worth recording. If Panama about. does something worth recording. You'll, or if England does something worth recording about. Yeah, you, you never know. know. <laughs> you never know. Dele Alli. <laughs> oh, that red card's wait. We have not had a red card in this World Cup yet. Does it come tomorrow? I'm looking either at Panama or at Agilent England. Or at like Thomas Vermeilen yeah. on Belgium who just can't handle what's going okay. on. Alright, we'll see. That's it for World Cup After Dark. Follow us on social media. Follow the World Football Index on social media for all the latest from us. We'll be back either tomorrow or Tuesday. We'll see. We'll let you know. You'll see. You'll know when we come out. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow. It's been a great World Cup so far and I'm sure that it's going to keep going. Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>